0: Peace be with you in Jesus' name. Our theme this week is, In God We Trust. And we think about Paul's wonderful statement where he heard God say, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. With Paul, we celebrate our great God, And so we begin our worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord our God is great. He is faithful and keeps his promises. He is our strength in weakness. He works all things together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so we can speak to him in our confession. God's love is, in, is absolutely unconditional. In Christ, his great promise of mercy has been given to us. Of your great love, Have mercy on us. We have not been compassionate and merciful enough to others. Of your great love, O Lord, forgive us. Let us lay our sin before the Lord with faith in his promised mercy and grace. In your great love, O Lord, free us from our sin. So Paul says to the Romans in chapter 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you. All of your sins. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, your almighty power is made known in showing mercy. Grant us the fullness of your grace that we may have your strength even in our weakness through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate the grace of our God and seek to trust in him, we turn to his word first from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Paul writes, I must go on boasting, although there is nothing to be gained. I will go on to visions and revelations from the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether it was in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know that this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows, was caught up to paradise and heard inexpressible things. Things that no one is permitted to tell. I will boast about a man like that, but I will not boast about myself, except about my weaknesses. Even if I should choose to boast, I would not be a fool, because I would be speaking the truth. But I refrain, so no one will think more of me than is warranted by what I do or say, or because of these surpassingly great revelations. Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses in insults and in hardships and persecutions and difficulties. For when I am weak, then... I am strong." This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 1. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus left there and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? isn't this mary's son and the brother of james joseph judas and simon aren't his sisters here with us and they took offense at him jesus said to them a prophet is not without honor except in his own hometown among his relatives and in his own home he could not do any miracles there Except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were his instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, if you were the commander of a great army, would you choose to send just one man to fight a great battle? What do you think? Maybe not, huh? But what if that one man had the greatest strength in all the world? What if that one man had the most perfect of powers? Well, then it might just work. Okay, well, God is certainly the commander of an army, and he could send thousands of angels to accomplish any task or win any battle. But instead, so often it seems, God sends just one man to do his desire. One of those men was named Paul. In Paul, God seemed to delight. In picking the most unlikely man in all the world, taking an enemy and an opponent of his cause and turning that man into the person of his choice. And then to top it off, well, Paul himself tells us that God let him have what Paul called a thorn in my flesh to torment me. God would show his perfect power in this one man's weaknesses. God would have the victory when this once defiant Paul announces to his friends in the city of Corinth that he will gladly boast of his weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Those clever, sophisticated people in the city of Corinth, they were trying as hard as they could to understand the love and the strength of Jesus. And Paul was showing them in a very personal way what that meant. One person showing another person the spirit of Jesus. Well, that's still God's way, even now today. We see this when Jesus sent out his disciples. He was sending them out on the road and he gave them instructions and said, take nothing for the journey except a staff. Don't take any bread. Don't take a bag. No money in your belts. (laughs) Listening to these instructions, it seemed as if Jesus was somehow deliberately making them quite vulnerable. But he was giving them his spirit and his wisdom to talk and listen to people with compassion and understanding. And Jesus was also giving them authority to command dark spirits. Jesus was giving them his own healing touch. So out they went. No doubt feeling some fears with... uh, so little to hold on to to make them feel secure. And I imagine how surprising it must have been each time they courageously spoke of what they had learned from Jesus and people actually welcomed their thoughts. They might have sat with some new friend in their home and had a meal together in the evening and Then they would just begin to share what Jesus thought about what is right and wrong. They would share what Jesus thought was good and what he thought was bad. And then how wonderful it might have been to hear that person's reaction when they say something like, Well, yes, thank you. That's helpful. I appreciate hearing that. Thank you. And of course, it must have been absolutely amazing to speak in the name of Jesus and see dark demons run in retreat. How wonderful was it to see that in Jesus name, healing and wellness came to those with needs. Their trust in God probably grew every day. And, well, maybe above all else, it was their trust of God that was the thing that was most powerfully speaking of God's strength. You know this, right? Your faith and your trust in God speaks of God's strength and his power. Oh, yes, indeed, to be sure, we all have things that make it harder to have faith. And Paul called his, my thorn in the flesh. The challenges, the problems, the pains, the fears, all of the things that make us weaker, that make our lives harder, These are the things that show that God truly is our great strength. To be sure, each of us has our own faith journey to walk, don't we? Somewhere on his travels, Paul says, Oh, I met a man, and he told me of being caught up to paradise. In heaven, this man heard inexpressible things, um, things that a man is not permitted to even tell. And, um, well, it's kind of obvious that Paul is really talking about himself here. Ever the most humble of souls now, Paul is telling us that his trip to heaven is not what makes him trust in God every day. Oh, well, how we might envy him. How great would it be to hear the music of a heavenly choir of angels? Maybe Paul even got to hear The same heavenly creatures as did the prophet Isaiah with their six wings flying above the throne of God, singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. But I think Paul is telling us that he would rather hear one whisper from God every day instead of hearing the songs of heaven just once in his life. And indeed, in our weakest moments, we want to hear Jesus speaking consistently, don't we? We want to be able to remember and really hear him say to us, as he did from the cross. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Or in our weakness, we listen, don't we? We listen for Jesus whispering, maybe just to you. I tell you the truth. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Yes, indeed. Well, maybe more than even just those amazing words. What's really great is that our God can speak to us consistently every day. I think about this because while Jesus was in his hometown of Nazareth, he spoke at the synagogue in probably the same place of worship he had gone to since he was a child. The people who heard him that day were amazed at his wisdom and his reputation for miracles was now infamous. Jesus had recently been out traveling around doing these wonderful, amazing things, miracles that were changing lives. He had spoken, to crowds with the wisdom and authority of God. But before all of that, Jesus had just been there in Nazareth every day. They had seen him, this one young man, there every day, working in his father Joseph's carpentry shop, They had seen him maybe in the street playing with his four brothers and two sisters. In your imagination, can you be inspired to wonder what Jesus might have said to his father on the days when nothing was going well in the dust and heat of the carpentry shop? when Joseph maybe was fumbling with the saw or just couldn't get things right with the hammer, he might just look up and see Jesus there sweeping and somehow it would just calm him down. Can you imagine? What did Jesus say to his brothers and sisters when none of them could get along? Maybe he would just look up at the blue sky and smile at them. And it would remind them of what a precious gift it was to be here together. But, well, what the people of Nazareth were seeing was that Jesus is just this one man. They could not see that this one man had the greatest strength in all the world. This one man had the most perfect of powers, the grace and kindness and mercy of God, the power and the glory of caring for people and places and things that no other man would even notice. Yes, God had sent one man to fight a great battle for each of us who can only live this one moment at a time in this one place where we are now to us. God sent Jesus. One man who is the divine son of the almighty and merciful God. He is the eternal one who is and was and shall ever be. And he is the same one who whispered to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and gracious Father, we thank you. We praise you and we worship you that you sent us Jesus with the greatest of strength and the most perfect of powers to save and redeem and rescue us. May we be so blessed to hear you tell us, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Bless us with your living and Holy Spirit, that we may trust in you, our gracious God, for today and forever, in Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed as we confess the Christian faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you. us pray Heavenly Father when we are weak you are strong we celebrate your strength shown to us in so many ways that we cannot count or number we're always in need of your mercy and grace and so we say Lord in your mercy hear our prayer Lord, sometimes we are overcome and overwhelmed. Give us the wisdom of your spirit that we may be guided by your truth and be at peace in your goodness and mercy. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For our families and friends, we ask your blessing. May we find the power of grace and forgiveness together in how we treat one another. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. May we have grateful hearts that even when given challenges such as Paul endured with his thorn in the flesh, we can see what is good and find stillness and peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father, on this day of national celebration, we ask your blessing upon our nation. May it ever be anchored by the truth and goodness and love you have given us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. For those who struggle with difficult things, we especially pray that they may be consoled by you, Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And Lord, we pray for those we name before you in our hearts. That they may know life and health and healing. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Amen. And good Father, we thank you that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you are strong, merciful, gracious, and loving. We thank you that, even in our weakness, your triumph may be seen clearly, Lord, as we go from this place and this moment, be with us. Go before us and prepare the way. Be behind us to support us. Be beside us to give us courage and endurance. Be within us to give us hope and strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.